Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, the crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet, all hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Yes, well, thank you very, very much. That is who I am. Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And wherever you are, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem, America. Now, today in the What's Hot Spotlight is Will Roundtree, a FICO certified consultant and author of two books, Credit is King and Full-Time CEO. Will Roundtree has helped numerous families successfully restore credit, become homeowners, obtain financial freedom, and become flourishing business owners. And Harlem America Digital Network is fortunate and proud to have added to our weekly podcast lineup his new empowerment show, Full-Time CEO, the SHIT They Won't Tell You. (laughs) So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to say that Will Roundtree is what's hot. Hello, Will. How are you? How are you doing there, GT? Oh, man, I'm, a, I'm doing incredible. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Um, I'm so glad that you uh, had time to, to join us today. Uh, I, I thought that this would be wonderful to uh, let so many of our listeners uh, in on some of the financial uh, strategies and, 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 and what you do as far as uh, empowering our community uh, f- uh, so that they can live uh, uh, impactful lives and also be on a journey to becoming millionaires like you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. So, uh, how have you been holding up, uh, lately with this, uh, COVID? You know, I've been doing well. Uh, I'm, I'm big into, you know, just taking care of my body, eating right, taking my vitamins, you know, making sure, you know, getting, you know, just, the proper preventative maintenance along with, you know, protecting myself, my family and doing as much as we can, you know, so it's because no matter, you know, it's no matter how safe you are, it's still sometimes that 1%, you know, that, that sometimes could potentially put you in harm's way, but, you know, definitely doing the best that I can. For sure. Well, that's great. So, you know, uh, I'd like to start off with, why don't we take the Wayback Machine and go back to your early childhood wow. and give us a little, uh, uh, you know, a little synopsis of what it was like growing up as Will Roundtree. No, so uh, grow- so I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, if anybody's familiar with the Midwest, real blue collar area, uh, you know, uh, both my parents, well, my, my father was from Mississippi. My mother was from Milwaukee. So they were both uh, blue collar workers, hard workers. So growing up in Milwaukee was a little bit different because in Milwaukee, like people who aren't familiar with Milwaukee, like the crime was really bad. So growing up around me or just around the city, we we saw, you know, the influences of drug dealing, gangs, uh, you know, pimps and, and all of that lifestyle was very prevalent back then. But, you know, my parents did a very good job or to the best of their ability of, you know, keeping myself and my, my brother and sister out of harm's way of that. And so, you know, I grew up, had a typical childhood, was into sports. I thought I was going to be an NBA player. So I found <laughs> out I wasn't going to be six feet tall. <laughs> and so, uh, and, you know, uh, growing up in the snow, uh, you know, it, it, like Milwaukee often say, like, I was thankful being born from Milwaukee because, it, 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 it gave me a certain grit. It gave me a certain toughness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and it was part of partially what helped establish my work ethic because my, my grandfather on my mother's side, who, who, who lived in Milwaukee at the time, too, he was an entrepreneur. I didn't realize that as a child. I mean, he was someone who had maybe a fifth grade education, but he owned over 45 homes. He owned really? a car wash at one point. So and I had an opportunity uh, of working with them every single summer. And I can remember getting my first job at the age of 11. G. Keith, I was a, a golf caddy. So hard work just ran in my family. And, 
And then, you know, did all the typical things, went to school, uh, was a straight A student. Uh, and then by the time I got into my sophomore year, my parents actually moved me to Mississippi to, to kind of get me out of the environment because literally everyone who I grew up with uh, in Milwaukee on my block has either went into jail, uh, is probably no longer with us, you know, due to uh, death or violence or different things. So it, it, was, it was definitely a blessing and a foresight that my parents had in, in, in moving me and just giving me a culture shock in a different uh, atmosphere growing up as a teenager. You you worked, you did that. And, and then give us a little bit more. How did you progress? Oh, uh, man, at what point? It was like, uh, so growing up, in, so from Milwaukee, moved to Mississippi, uh, was in Mississippi, like I say, my sophomore year. And so imagine moving from the north where it's, you know, city life, the hustle and bustle every day, to moving to a, a town called Kosciuszko, Mississippi on a farm with over a hundred and maybe 10 acres, three houses, and, <laughs> and that's it. And so literally we lived off of the farm. You know, I did everything you could think of that a farmer would do. You know, my, my grandparents had livestock. Uh, we had, we grew our own vegetables. We grew our own uh, fruit. Uh, I'm 13 years old. I'm chopping wood. I'm cutting down trees, I'm uh, uh, tending to the garden, uh, uh, shelled peas and corn. <laughs> like he, he, so you were a real, so you, you were a real farmer uh, uh, with, you know, yeah. all, Minus all, the all overalls. Right, Minus okay. The overalls. <laughs> and, and, and you didn't have straw in your mouth or anything no, like that. I, I didn't have that, nope. Oh, okay, all right. So uh, how did you get to... Um, become interested in now you, you mentioned that someone in your family had 45 houses and everything but but you as an entrepreneur you you didn't uh it, how, how can i say you had to start from scratch that that wasn't handed down to you or anything like that no, so tell us so so tell us your your struggle in becoming who you are now yeah definitely so going back to like i talk, like i mentioned you know i was told go to school get the good grades go to college, get a good job. So uh, I attempted to do all of that. I was actually a straight A student all through school. Uh, after I graduated high school in 1997, I moved back to Milwaukee, literally the day of my graduation. Uh, attended college, started to go, uh, and I actually went to be a computer programmer because you know computers were booming at the time. I thought I was gonna be the next Bill Gates or something of that <laughs> nature, <laughs> and so, uh, but what, what something happened, G. Keith, while I was in college, I had an epiphany. Uh, I remember being in my economics class and my mind was always different. Like I, I always felt like I didn't belong with a lot of my peers because of the way I thought. Mm -hmm. And I can remember being in my economics class and just thinking like, and I asked my teacher, will this path help me to become wealthy? And he didn't understand my question. And he was like, well, you know, if you go through college, you get a good job. And this, I'm like, no, I want to I want to be I want to make a lot of money because, you know, again, I wanted to be an NBA player, but I, I wasn't tall enough. So he <laughs> told me no. And I, I actually dropped out of college that very next week. And so uh, dropped out of college, started, you know, working. And during this time, I'm working at a company. I thought I was making good money. I'm 19 years old, making about 50000 a year. You couldn't tell me nothing, G. Keith. <laughs> so I'm working there. And I was at that company for about eight years. And this was a company that had been around for over 75 years. Mm -hmm. And one day we went to work and the, the, the doors were locked. And so the doors were locked. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I really didn't have any other skill set. Uh, thought I, you know, tried to go back and work with my grandfather. But, you know, he was, he was, he, he had his own, you know, business to mine. And so uh, fortunately enough, I actually got introduced to, to entrepreneurship, didn't even know what it meant at the time, but uh, I got introduced to a network marketing company. And in this network marketing company, they did direct sales. So for those who don't know what that is, it's similar to like Avon or Amway or something of that nature. And so I got in there and I thought I was going to make a lot of money. Didn't make a lot of money. But the <laughs> one thing it taught me, G. Keith, was personal right. development. 
And for those who aren't familiar with personal development, it's merely where I'm, I went through this metamorphosis of becoming a different will, a different version of Will Roundtree that, that people were not accustomed to. And essentially, I had to change my mindset. I had to change the way I think. Because, you know, as I think back, growing up in school, nobody teaches us life skills. Nobody mm-hmm. teaches us critical thinking. Nobody teaches us to, to, to set goals and, 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 and to change your attitude. But that's what the personal development did for me. So uh, going through, you know, that, that, that progression and that transition, uh, fast forward to about, two, and this was around 2003. So around 2005, you know, I was starting to see a little bit of success within that organization. And my mentor at the time, he said, Will, we're building a team in Las Vegas. I really think that you should head out there and kind of be our face. And at this time, you know, I'm single, young, no kids. And literally I said, let's do it. You know, I just heard <laughs> Las Vegas. I didn't, <laughs> you know, that's all I heard. And so uh, I took, so I, I literally bought a one-way ticket. But here's the thing. I didn't have any money, G. Keith. Because, you know, uh, from when I was working at that company and it shut down, mm-hmm. I actually had to move back in with my parents at the age of 24. Wow. And I can remember vividly right now carrying my big screen back into my parents' basement. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to do something different with my life. So when I got the opportunity to move to Las Vegas, I took it. But I had to borrow $500 from my mentor. Mm. And so borrowed the 500 bucks or he loaned me 500 bucks. And prior to moving, I had another mentor who taught me, he said, "Will eventually credit will become the new dollar. Didn't know what he meant by that. But when I got to Las Vegas, I quickly found out, you know, I couldn't rent an apartment without, you know, putting three times the deposit down. Couldn't purchase a vehicle because my vehicle in in Milwaukee was in repo status. So I literally moved out there with 500 bucks that I borrowed. I had a garbage bag full of clothes and a couple books. I maybe had about two or three books that I was reading at the time. And so I got to Las Vegas and and literally it was like, this is my only option. I have no plan B. I'm going to figure this out and make it work. And I remember telling myself every single day, G. Keith, I would rather live in a shelter in Las Vegas than move back to Milwaukee because I was determined to figure out you know, this, 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 this path or this journey. And I never would have imagined that it would turn into where I am now. And so while I'm in Las Vegas, you know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And I kept getting the same results. And I I, I started to link everything back to my credit. Everything that I was trying to attain, my credit was blocking me. So I took it upon myself really to learn as much as I could about this credit thing, because back in 2005, like credit wasn't at credit was almost kind of like a taboo dialogue. You know, our parents didn't teach us about it. They didn't talk about it in schools. Some people didn't even know what credit was. And so I remember I would go to the libraries. I would go to the Internet cafes and I was doing a lot of this all while I was sleeping in my car, learning this information. And so. Um, so fast forward, once I actually started to learn the importance of credit, the power of credit, uh, I remember around 2008, I really started to see how it could work. I remember purchasing my first vehicle without having a co-signer, uh, purchased that vehicle without putting any money down. And that blew my mind (laughs) because I was always under the presumption that you had to put money down on a vehicle, but it was like, no, as long as you have good credit. You don't have to put money down on a car. So then I said, you know what? My next goal is I want to see if I can buy a house. And so because, you know, I was fortunate enough to find a job in Las Vegas at the time where I was selling uh, Internet advertising. It was a uh, primarily commission based job. But because I was so driven, I was actually able to make uh, 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 over six figures at this uh, uh, sales based position, was able to save enough money. And I was able to purchase a home in 2013. And coming from where I come from, being a homeowner was something that it was almost like a mirage. It was, I, I thought it was impossible. And so once those two things happened, I said, you know what? This is something that I got with other people. Now, that's an incredible beginning, uh, uh, an incredible story of, of how one uh, can turn their life around. So we're going to take a short break. <clears throat> Pardon me. I got a little frog in my throat. <clears> throat> 
We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Mr. Will Roundtree. And remember, his, his show is on Harlem America and it's called The Full-Time CEO. And it's the what? S-H-I-T, they don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Harlem, America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Carver Bank, where 80% of every dollar is reinvested in the community. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Harlem America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're here with uh, Mr. Will Roundtree, and he told us a very interesting, inspiring story of how he wanted to sit down and figure the whole credit game out by himself. And uh, he has figured it out, I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, And uh, he's going to tell us a little bit more about his journey towards becoming a first-generation millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, so, so like I mentioned, you know, once I was able to purchase uh, that home, I, I just really wanted to share my story and my journey. You know, kind of like when you find that 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 movie, you want to share the movie. Like, hey, you got to go watch this. So I was like, look, have you guys heard of this credit thing? And so, uh, I, what I would do, G Keith, is I was I would actually try to talk to friends, family, and relatives, and ask them about their credit and this, that, and the third. But I quickly found out, G. Keith, that's not a topic that a lot of people want you to know about. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like people don't want you to know their financial business. And I, and I understand that. And so I decided, you know what, I'll, I'll just go out and start doing workshops. You know, I, I don't even know what possessed me to do that, because anyone who knows me, like you couldn't get me to speak in front of a crowd of one person let alone try to gather a group of people. And so I remember just, you know, contacting different realtors and, and working with them because they would host different home buyer workshops. And when I started to see just the power of helping, you know, a single mother purchase their first home or helping someone recently out of bankruptcy get back on financial uh, path or someone who, you know, wanted to, whatever their goal or dream was, be able to accomplish that because they were able to change that one thing that was always taboo in the black community. And that's credit and understanding finances and money. You know, I, I, I was like, you know what, I want to be able to do this on a larger scale. And so I can remember, you know, um, linking with different individuals and, and, and trying to get in, and trying to get my message out. And so I was fortunate enough to build uh, just a platform of teaching people about credit. And so when, when people refer to me, they're always like, hey, you're the guy that fixed credit. And I'm like, no, I, I like to consider myself more of an educator because I never got into this, G. Keith, to be a credit repair company. <laughs> My focus was always to educate people on credit. Now, mm-hmm. the, 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 rest, the restoration of it was just a byproduct. I wanted to teach people because there were so many misconceptions of what credit is, of people not understanding it. 
And once people actually started to see that we use it on, in our everyday lives, like think about this, G. Key. our insurance rates is tied to our credit scores. Mm. You know, employers run your credit. And this particular scenario blew my mind. I had a, a client, a parent who I was working with who could not rent an instrument for her daughter because she had bad credit. So uh, imagine potentially her child dreams could have been shattered. Maybe she would have grown up to be the next, you know, great jazz player, whatever the case may have been, but potentially you had that, that, that stunted because the, her, her credit was not in position. And so I really made it my mission to go out here and educate people because I was able to see firsthand the power of what having great credit can do. Remember, I bought a car with no money down. I was able to become a first-time homeowner. And then once I started to learn and understand credit from the business side, I started to do a little bit more research and found out that most successful entrepreneurs have been able to grow their businesses and their empires and their net worths all by leveraging credit. But here's why I think that you know, a lot of people in our community have not been able to, 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 to properly prosper off understanding these concepts. Because when we hear credit, we think of the word debt, G. Keith. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. debt is that dirty word that, you know, we run away from. Until I, 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 I listened to an audio by uh, one of my mentors, my vir- virtual mentors, I always say, Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, he yes. talked about there's different types of debt. And there's a difference between structured debt and unstructured debt. And we, in our communities, we've just been privileged to understanding unstructured debt. And for those who don't know what that means, that's where you literally have everyone in the house, including your dogs, trying to pay a mortgage we can't afford because we didn't understand how money worked in our communities. And then you have what's called structured debt, which is where you're able to leverage credit to go out there and acquire assets such as investment properties, such as buying businesses and different things like that. And then I read a statistic that that blew me away, G. Keith. And that's when I said, you know what? I know I have a purpose of sharing this information. 98% of Fortune 500 companies leverage credit to run their businesses. Mm. And I was like, wow. And I have this saying where I say success leaves clues. That was a clue for me, G. Keith. So I wanted to take that information along with everything I had uh, learned about credit and everything that I was doing my best to teach the communities or just anyone who would listen. And so I literally would just travel the country uh, using my own money to, 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 to create this platform and, and create a voice of being able to share information. And so i uh, uh, so originally, I started off doing something along with uh, a, a, a previous uh, partner of mine. We would do what I call corner classes, where we would literally go across the country and we would do a free workshop outside with a whiteboard and teach people about credit and home ownership. So whether it was raining, whether it was <laughs> 90 degrees, was 70 percent humidity, like we were outside on the corners doing free classes and and we did this for about uh, several years. And then uh, from that standpoint, uh, I, I wanted to make it a little bit more formal. And then I, I started hosting these events called Cocktails and Credit, which is where I would go into the, the cities and the communities again and really try to meet people where they are. Because, I mean, one of the things I know about, you know, our community and our culture, G. Keith, we love entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm included, you know, and so. I wanted to be able to make it fun because, again, I understand sometimes we run away from talking finances, credit, homeownership, entrepreneurship and business. But I also understand the networking aspect we enjoy because of the socializing aspect. So with my cocktail and credit concept is this is where we would go into a local establishment, typically a lounge or a bar. We will rent out the establishment and we will come in here and do a half networking event have financial literacy event and 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 it 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 seemed to work and people were like you're not worried about people getting drunk and trying to pay attention and 
I didn't I never thought about that because I'm always that glass half full type of person, G Keith. Like I understand that. <laughs> if if I if I played the lottery, I'm expecting to win. <laughs> and so I, I, I never think about the negative. And so started doing these cocktails and credit events. And I'm telling you, it took off like wildfire. And, and, and as I think back, just from my journey coming from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I told, where I was told by the age 21, I'll be dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. So now literally traveling the country, I'm not a rapper. I'm not an athlete. I'm not in movies or entertainment. And seeing a line of people wrapped around the building coming to learn about credit, about home ownership, about entrepreneurship, about business. I mean, it, 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 it was definitely something that, you know, I, a, a perfect script couldn't have even written a better script for what I've been able to see on this journey so far. Well, you, you've just come off that tour, a seven city tour. And, uh, and and it was in Atlanta where people were wrapped around the building uh, waiting to come <laughs> see you. Yeah, it was funny um, when I was pulling up because, you know, the, the people were still in line and, you know, I could hear people outside. I would let my window down and it was like and I would see people walking up who wasn't there for that uh, particular event. They were like, who's in town? Is it is it Diddy? Is it this person? <laughs> 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 and so, you know, I, you know, I, I was just taken back and it was a bit emotional because again, at one point from going from homeless to, to being able to have people flying from all across the country to come in here, me speak about something that, you know, has changed my life and that I'm just truly passionate about. What are some of the uh, issues that you have, uh, well, it's quite obvious that our, our community, we do have financial issues, but w- what are some of the uh, strategies that you can share with, with our audience and, and your audience that, that uh, have uh, come to know you as being the full-time CEO? Uh, <laughs> what are some of the, the strategies that you can share? So, yeah. So the first thing is often talk about that, how important credit is. Like that's the, the foundation of every strategy that I teach. Because here's the thing, GK, there's a lot of pundits who, who, who talk against credit and say credit is bad. And, and that may be for a certain population, but for a lot of the people who I attempt to help, that's, that's impractical. Here's why. Literally everything that we do, our credit is tied to, you know, I already mentioned our auto insurance rates, homeownership, employment, uh, auto loans, like even for someone who wants to become an entrepreneur, think about it. Your credit is used every facet of that. Think about it. If you need to get a line of credit with a a particular supplier or vendor to be able to, to have inventory, to be able to lease or rent a building, you may need work trucks or work vans, or if you want to get into trucking in the trucking industry, the insurance companies run your credit, gas cars. So like, understanding like the first thing is I tell people like your credit is your lifeline. It is literally our digital fingerprint, as I like to call it. Because then from that standpoint, then understanding how credit can be used. So from that standpoint, because everybody, there may be someone listening saying, well, my credit is not in position. And this is where I come in and I start teaching people uh, and uh, the different strategies and just the, the rights that we have when it comes to understanding how we have the right to actually dispute negative items off of our credit port. So I'll give you an example. A lot of times when people look at their credit, G. Keith, just because there's negative things on there does not mean that the information is being reported accurately. So let's say a person defaulted on the credit card. Per the Fair Credit Reporting Act, we as consumers have the right to dispute any information that is inaccurate, incomplete, and, in, and uh, unverifiable. So even though a person may owe, like let's say, ABC company X amount of dollars, if the dollar amount that they're reporting is not being reported accurately, when you dispute the validity of how the information is being reported on the credit report, if they can't prove the accuracy down to a penny, they have to remove that off of your credit report. Mm. And so a lot of people didn't know that, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, when they see that three digit number, 
they, they that does not define you. Like all credit can be rebuilt, restored, and repaired. You know, another strategy or just a tip that I talk to people about. Unfortunately, some people have had to go through what is called bankruptcy. I like to call that it's really restructuring of your debt. That's the primary premise of what bankruptcy is for. It's to restructure your debt. And so even that's if a, you went through that's a term that the corporations use, restructuring the, time, the debt. Yeah. All the time, which is part of the, the debt structure of you know, restructured debt, unstructured, and structured debt. But if you file bankruptcy, a lot of people assume that, hey, I just have to wait 10 years and and hope that it falls off. That's not you don't have to wait 10 years for a bankruptcy to, to, to fall off. You can actually dispute the, the validity of how the information of the bankruptcy is being reported on your credit report. And if they don't have the proper file dates, uh, I mean, there's so many different reasons on how you can dispute information or different reasons on why you should dispute the information off of your credit report. Because when you dispute it, and, and this is, I want to give this disclaimer, G. Keith, Mm-hmm. Just because you dispute it does not mean you do not owe the debt. So I want to make sure that that's clear. You're disputing the debt for the validity of how the information is being reported. So this way, it it, it can assist you from a credit standpoint. Now, whatever monetary you know penalties that you have with that creditor, you potentially still would have to work out a payment arrangement or whatever the case may be. But from the credit standpoint, the goal is that everything on the credit report has to be reported accurately. And then here's a statistic that blew me away. 70% of credit reports have, in, have errors on them. Mm, that's 70% that high. of credit reports have errors on them. So a lot of people who typically don't check their credit report regularly possibly have things on there that is, that is not theirs, that is, does not belong to them. They could have been a victim of identity theft or the information that they're reporting is completely uh, invalid or inaccurate. And so that's the foundation of really where a lot of the principles that I teach start at is really understanding credit, uh, how to maintain it, understanding that building our children's credit. And then I often talk about just the misconceptions of what credit is or what we think it is, or even just the term credit repair, you know, that's almost kind of taboo at some point some points that people think it's illegal to repair your credit. It is not illegal. It's really just a strategy uh, or a tool that is used to ensure the accuracy of what is being reported on us. It, it, it stays you know, clean because again, your credit r- r- report is a direct reflection of how banks and lenders and people who we need just for our everyday living can determine and make a decision. Something as simple as, your credit score can determine the school zone your kids go to school in. So we have to be very mindful of our credit, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. Well, thank you for that. Uh, we're winding down to uh, to a break, and I just want to let everyone know that you can go to HarlemAmerica.com, and Will Roundtree uh, has his new show called Full-Time CEO the S-H-I-T, they won't tell you. Uh, and you can check him out. The show debuts, uh, I mean, the show drops every Saturday, I believe, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, every Saturday. Uh, every Saturday. And uh, you can check out more information uh, about uh, not just credit, but business and how people have overcome uh, their challenges in business. And uh, we'll have more of Mr. Will Roundtree in just a brief moment uh and we'll be right back after these few words the foxworth theory is what you need now hosted by eugenia foxworth each show brings a unique guest from many walks of life from authors and entertainers to artists fashion music and business you never know what your takeaway will be but you'll definitely learn something new it's a whole new type of talk show Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Harlem America Digital Network and the Voice America Variety Channel. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Harlem America, the home of Coca-Cola Zero. 
Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Oh, thank you very much, Kevin. We're here with Mr. Will Roundtree. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, Will... Uh, Talk to me about uh, being the founder and top grossing principal of uh, We Management Services. Uh, you've helped over 3,500 small to medium-sized businesses get access to over $300 million in business funding. Talk to us about that. Yes. Yeah, so, so I have this kind of this concept, GQ, called the uh, Triangle of Wealth. And it starts with credit being the foundation. And then the next facet of that is uh, funding. And so I, I'm a champion for entrepreneurs. And, but one, unfortunately, one of the, the things that prevents a lot of entrepreneurs from prospering or even getting their dreams off the ground is a lack of money. And so uh, through some of these principles that I've been able to learn about and uh, understanding the power of leveraging credit, we've been able to uh, help entrepreneurs understand a process called creative financing. And with that creative financing uh, throughout, you know, over the past several years with the stats that you just mentioned, we've been able to help people get upwards of about 300 million. It's probably higher than that now since that stat uh, was uh, uh, done for my bio, but it's, it's truly empowering that, you know, what I've been able to do, uh, to really kind of help shift the culture of how people look at entrepreneurship, because now it gives them a, a, a level playing field to go out there and start that business, to grow their business, to, to scale their business. And, and, and it's truly just, uh, you know, nothing short of, short of phenomenal because it, it, it's something that most people didn't even think that was possible. And believe it or not, these things have been in our plain sight we just have not been taught these things, GQ. We haven't been taught about strategy of wealth planning. We haven't been taught the importance of taxes and tax planning and creating wills. But back to just understanding how funding works, that has been one of the fundamental vehicles that's even been able to assist me in growing my business, You know, becoming a successful real estate investor. And so I just wanted to be able to use the concepts that I've been able to learn over my 18-year journey and be able to give back and teach people through these structured strategies on how to be able to grow their uh, wealth portfolio, their net worth, and literally change the entire financial trajectory of their family. But more importantly, even just giving them new information that they can now pass on so that they can teach their children. Tell, tell them, <clears throat> excuse me, and tell our, our listeners and viewers, because uh, you hear this all the time about um, banks being uh, FICO, whatever, whatever. What is a certified FICO consultant? <laughs> so, so FICO is, you know, the, 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 the conglomerate or the company in layman's terms that people are familiar with who has the algorithm that, that creates our credit score. And so uh, at one point, there was actually a time where FICO, the actual company, will let you take a certification 
essentially being able to say you're knowledgeable to speak about credit. And so that's probably the only piece of paper I have on my wall because I don't have the PhDs and, and all of that stuff. So I was very prideful of my FICO certification certificate, but essentially it just gives me uh, uh, some form of credibility to be able to go into certain rooms and be able to, uh, uh, you know, you know, be able to speak to people about the importance of credit, how credit works, uh, understanding credit, the power of it, talking about the myths. So the misconceptions, as I often talk about, and fortunately, banks utilize our FICO scores when it comes to being approved for a home, for a mortgage, for uh, you know, an auto loan, for a, a credit card, for a line of credit. And so it, 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 it all really just played together. And that's why I often say that our credit is our lifeline, whether you just want to be, you know, someone who is not an entrepreneur and for my individuals who want to become entrepreneurs who have businesses like your FICO score literally can can make or break or determine whether your business can grow and scale or even get off the ground. Being an author of, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, an author of two books, one, The Credit is King, and the other is The Full-Time CEO. You've just spoken about The Credit is King in our uh, journey from your beginnings up to now. Tell us about The Full-Time CEO and the SHIT, <laughs> they won't tell you. Yeah, so my second book, Full-Time CEO, the SHIT, they don't tell you. Interesting story how I actually came up with the title. One day I was watching something on the internet and there was a book that had an expletive in there. And he mentioned the reason he put that on the title cover was because he wanted something that if a person picked the book up, he wanted to get your attention. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> it, 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 it kind of rang a light bulb in my head. And I was like, you know what, let me see if I could try something here. But and I knew I wanted to write a book about entrepreneurship, but I wanted to write about the unglamorized side of entrepreneurship, G. Keith, because most people that we just see the champion. We just see the person who's holding the belt and the trophy. We don't ever hear about the journey and what it took, the, the experiences or some people call them failures it took to get there. So I wanted to write about that side of it. And I used it in a format to even kind of tell my story about my journey and what I went through over this 18 year path. And again, with the title, I wanted it to grab your attention. But what's so interesting, I remember writing the book and having my mother proofread it. And she was like, son, can you please take this out, the, <laughs> out of the title? I was like, mom, look, I have to keep it in there. It, it, and, and it just it just stuck. And a lot of people actually liked it. And so uh, uh, although I don't condone people putting, you know, those type of words in your in your title. But, you know, I, I had to be able to write it from my point of view and, and, and be able to share it through my experience. And and it's just something that kind of stuck with it. But people seem to love it in the concept and just even the the, the information that they get out of out of the book. And people have even told me that they've been able to literally change you know, their entire business trajectory, or even just get the, 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 the inspiration to go start their businesses, or even just change their, 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 their thinking and now become goal oriented after reading that book. Well, uh, it, the title uh, of, of the book, and the title of the show, uh, by by softening it, softening it by spelling it S H I T. That sort of you know takes you off the hook a little bit. I mean, it, your 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 mom uh, after you know hearing the promotion for the book and all that stuff. You know, uh, <laughs> is she satisfied that that is not as uh, you know? I think uh, she just gotten so used to hearing me say it. It's like, all right, son. You know, at least you're, you're using it in a positive light. <laughs> so I'm using it positively. So. Well, that, okay. All right. Well, that that's good. So do uh, you have any more um, tours coming up? Yeah. So for 2022, we're looking at going on, going on another uh, tour as far as hitting you know, various cities throughout the country. Uh, we're going to put a little bit of a different spin, and then we're also going to allow people to be able to view, uh, you know, each location virtually, you know. And so 
so if someone can't make it to a Chicago, Illinois, if they can't make it to a Los Angeles or a Oakland or Miami, where we're going to be hosting these events in the upcoming year, we want to give people the, uh, the, the opportunity to still get this information and get a virtual experience of what takes place. So, yes, I definitely uh, uh, am going to be going back out on the road in 2022. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and of course, Harlem America Digital Network is here to support you in any way we can, especially you. since you're part of the family now. You've, you know, you've got Absolutely. this wonderful show that uh, uh, debuts, I shouldn't say debut, but drops on, on, on Saturdays. And so far you've had, what, three shows already? Yes, three episodes. Yes, sir. Th- th- three episodes. And you, the fourth one, uh, who are you going to have as a, uh, a special guest? Yeah, I think our upcoming episode is with uh, Jacqueline Starr, uh, commonly known as Jay Starr, who is the personal barber for Floyd Money Mayweather. <laughs> so I'm truly excited. And she has a phenomenal story. Phenomenal story. And she has also uh, helped to groom you on occasions as well? Oh, yeah. She, she tried to make sure I look halfway decent when I'm out here on the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, okay, so... We can safely say that Will Roundtree uh, has become a successful entrepreneur, uh, first-generation millionaire, uh, and that's what you want to teach uh, those people who are coming to your uh, tours and reading your books and listening to your show on Harlem America. But tell me, what have you given up to become the Will Roundtree you are today? I can tell you, when I first started this journey, G. Keith, I gave up everything. Uh, first, by literally uprooting my entire existence and moving to Las Vegas with no family. Um, you know, I moved clearly across the country. You know, I gave up the, the, the happy hours. I gave up the, the, the spring break vacations. Uh, I went without television for five years. Well, for one, I couldn't afford television. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't watch television for literally five years. Uh, didn't have vacation, didn't buy clothes. Uh, I mean, it was a lot I gave up. And so, but and, and here's why too, G. Keith. I had to make sure that I created a, a, a mindset that was unwavering of what my end goal and my final destination was. And there are things, I call them distractions, that typically take us off our path. You know, it's almost like trying to, to, to change your physique and going on this physical journey. You know, you can be two weeks in and then your friend calls you, hey, they have 25 cent wings. That's a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted to minimize my distractions because every minute that I was not spending sharpening my axe made it that much further from my end destination. And so I wanted to literally just put my my blinders on and, and 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 focus on everything that I had to do to get to where I am today. And so going to networking events, uh investing in my in my uh in myself, whether it was my health and education and going to conferences, reading books, hiring coaches, and I didn't have money at the time like that, but I I, I you know, I understood, okay, do I you know, go to Starbucks every day or do I invest in a book that can teach me to, you know, open my own coffee shop? Do I, you know, uh, take a, a summer vacation or do I invest in a coach who can ensure that I can take a vacation any day of the year? And so I, I really gave up, you know, um, th- this, this, this lifestyle of entertainment to be able to entertain myself anytime that I wanted to. And I tell people, over my 18 year journey, I failed 70 plus percent of the time, but I also understood only had to find one thing that will work and get really good at that. And so I was willing to go through that path and that journey to figure that out. Will Roundtree. Wow. What a, an amazing concept <laughs> to be Will Roundtree, the full-time CEO. Uh, we've got less than three minutes in one minute. Tell people why they should check you out every Saturday on the full-time CEO, the SHIT, they won't tell you, on Harlem America. First of all, 
Definitely. So first of all, because you're going to love the title of the show. <laughs> so that's why they should first take it out. But more importantly, I get a chance to speak with some really incredible uh, individuals, entrepreneurs, business owners, athletes, uh, entertainers who've won Grammy Awards, all of this. But they get to share their story of the unglamorized side of how they got to where they are. But then I started to also see, GK, a lot of these people who have achieved 10 times the amount of success I've achieved have adopted the same principles and mindset that I've been able to go out here and teach. And so that's what let me know that I'm also on the right path. And so I definitely tell people you need to tune in because one, you're going to get some entertainment. Two, you're going to learn something. And thirdly, hopefully you'll go out and get inspired to go out there and, 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 and even just attempt to accomplish whatever it is that you uh, uh, want to achieve or try to attain and know that it is possible for it to happen for you. Beautiful. And your books are on uh, Amazon? Amazon, audible.com, uh, pretty much any online platform, digitally as well as Audible. Wow, this has been really a wonderful uh, a conversation. I don't want to say interview, yeah. wonderful conversation. Yeah. And I certainly hope that we'll have more of them because our community really needs to know how to uh, empower themselves to become successful entrepreneurs, successful business people, uh, and uh, how to manipulate well, I, maybe I shouldn't say manipulate credit, but how to thrive, <laughs> how to thrive with, right, right. With, with credit. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thank you so very, very much for tuning in. Uh, and this has been wonderful. Don't forget to go to HarlemAmerica.com. We've got some wonderful articles there. We've got some really wonderful podcasts there, celebrities. Uh, we've got some uh, TV shows. You name it. Harlem America. If it's all about Harlem, then Harlem America is all about it. And we're trying to connect Harlem with the Harlems of the world. And we're talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. I'm G. Keith Alexander. Thank you so very, very much. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.